I wish there was video. That would be pretty cool. You all, ever, everyone in the world deserves to see Graham dance the way he does in this instance. That's that music is for finger guns. Like, there's nothing else you can do with that except finger guns. Yeah, he's like, I'm Annie Oakley, and I'm just like pack and eat, and I'm just. This is a cold open episode. Change nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, hi. Welcome to the Craft Parenting Podcast. Can we call? Can we be the Craft Parenting Podcast this week because it totally fits? (laughs) This is Caroline, and we are joined once again with our good friends Brian and Graham. Finger gun slinging Graham. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Thanks for um, having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for cooking dinner. Nothing yeah, like yeah. getting crunk on a work night hey, again. Happy Monday. Is Are we getting... I mean, I guess we kind of are. Dude, I am drinking an 11.1% beer. Oh. <laughs> I'm right behind you at like 8.5. What am I drinking? Well, oh, five point a measly five point. All right, so um, this driving. is a craft beer podcast. Let's very briefly let's go around and tell everyone what we're drinking. We okay. can start with the guests, okay. Brian, and I'm gonna go around. All right, I am drinking Listerman Brewing Company out of Norwood or Avondale or Cincinnati. Norwood. Don't talk shit about Norwood. Is one would, of their beers. I would never talk shit about Norwood. Um, I think their breweries in Avondale now. But it's, I mean, it, no, that is Nor, no. that's Norwood proper, even the Xavier. Yeah. I mean, alleged, that is, that's, that, that yeah. is Norwood. Do they call themselves Norwood? Geography. Yeah. Anyway, I'm drinking Smorty, which is a pastry stout, eight and a half percent. Beautiful art of a mad scientist <laughs> s'more blowing something up. Um, Have you seen Rick and Morty? I haven't. This makes way more sense if you've seen Rick and Morty. So it's it's Rick roasting a marshmallow that looks a lot like Morty. Have you seen the community? From Rick and Morty? No. Do you know what the community is? The, the show? No. Have you seen community? Oh. Um, I'm the worst. What's his face? Uh, Chevy Chase and... Um, Joel McHale, right? Joel McHale, yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, and, Brian, for making me look extremely uninformed. <laughs> um, yeah, they did a show. Did they go to like a... That is Rick and Morty. Uh, they go to a community college. So the the creator of the community, they did it. They did an mm. animated thing called Rick and Morty. Anyway, like most Listerman beer, this is delightful and heavy and rich. And uh, my husband's going to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What am I drinking? High Grain Brewing Company out of Silverton, Ohio, right off of I-71. It is their Lone Star Schwartz beer. <laughs> Uh, May the Schwartz be with you. you pronounce in your W's as B's? <laughs> Somebody took some Rosetta Stone courses. <laughs> in a moment of self-improvement, Brian and I did two weeks of Rosetta Stone German. And really? And being able to say to our little black dog, Das Assign Schwarzenhund is the only thing that I remember <laughs> from that course. And I still will like occasionally you look at our dog. You are a black hund? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. what you told him? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a black dog. I will recommend. Oh, uh, you weren't even that. talking. You were just saying. That <laughs> is, it's a statement. Das Assign Schwarzenhund. <laughs> There. So, so I was well prepped to to pronounce today's beer, which is yeah, it's a really nice little Schwarz beer. It's mm-hmm. malty and dark. Do you understand the pop culture reference? Ooh, to the because it's got like a galaxy and it's got. Is that a RV? I'm wings? so we we are. I am the biggest nerd in the room. Please educate me. 
Space you know Star Balls, Wars. The movie. You know Star Wars. I'm familiar with Star Wars. <laughs> you know the parody Spaceballs. Oh, I know of, but I've never actually seen it. That yeah. is the Millennium Falcon parody ship. Oh. And it's all about the Schwartz instead of the Force. And there's yogurt instead of Yoda. Oh. See, this is where Rosetta Stone has led me astray. <laughs> that doesn't say Schwartz. That says Schwartz. Yes. <laughs> so Speak we need to preface English, this episode, you American. Where if beers were divvied up correctly, we are all two and a half beers in before we even started recording this episode. Because math, I can still math. We're two yes. and a half beers in. Because we all had a beer with dinner, mm. and then we split six beers amongst four people, which is a beer and a half each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's two and a half beers each. Yeah. Now, granted, our Christmas episode, Damn we finished of operations. We finished twelve beers during our Christmas episode between four people. So was that on a Sunday though? <laughs> it was still a night where we had to work the next day. Well, there you go. <laughs> we had a very hearty meal. Hopefully, so uh, hopefully we tried to, and we have water. And I am drinking a uh, Coca Porter uh, brewed with Coca Nibs from West Six Brewing mm-hmm. in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. So I dug through my beer fridge to find something that might be from before Lily. It is for sure before Lily. Right? Okay. Wow. We, this has moved fridges a few times. Yeah. And there's definitely some sediment something in the bottom of it because, again, this has moved fridges a few times. This is a barrel aged braggot. It is a blonde stout style braggot brewed with local Ohio honey aged in bourbon barrels. It is 11.1% ABV and it is a triple digit series from Listerman Brewing Company. Because triple digit is no longer its own label. It's all just Listerman. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, triple digits throwback. Yep. And it's from, and they partnered with a meadery. It's by mm-hmm. your pinky, what the name is, like yep. your other pinky. To get the honey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so it's a, there's a little pop out at the top. I can't tell what it says. Brothers Drake Meadery. Mm-hmm. Oh, like mead- meadery. Like, mm-hmm. they make mead. Yeah, because honey makes mead. Mm-hmm. Or mead is typically made with honey. Is probably the proper way to word that sentence. But words are hard sometimes. Maybe you should have, <laughs> like, swished it around. I probably should have because it's been around for a while. But it's still really yummy. I still get the honey. I definitely get the bourbon. And... Lily might be to school a little late tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when was that appointment? 11? Well, so her... She goes to preschool now. She goes to preschool Uh, now. So drop off her preschool is between 7.15 and 7.50 a.m. Oh, very precise. And then preschool conferences are this week. And they are... You can only schedule them between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Because I guess who has to work? Who has jobs? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. So I scheduled ours for 11 so I can work from home. And yeah. then I guess Lily gets to go to the conference with us because school lets out at 11. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just take two cars so I can drive to work. But first I have to fix Joe's car. So what's on the agenda of a preschool conference? Is like some nice lady going to be like, your daughter's a jerk? Um, Potentially. <laughs> That's so an we, option. We got review. Like we got... um. It's like it's, it's not like a performance evaluation, knowledge, but it's knowledge. It's like a knowledge proficiency uh, thing. So it's like what they do circled you know? all like the different letters that she recognized. Um, mm-hmm. What things is she good at? Like sharing with others, playing with others, listening to directions. That's terrible. She does not do that ever. 
we're working on it um and like so she, they said like don't be worried about the first like because this is the first time that they're doing this they're like don't be worried about this first sheet it's more what are they coming into school with the skills of don't expect much from it yeah so but it's, it's more also- like equipping you with information as opposed to like evaluating the child yeah it's like a baseline yeah and then mm-hmm. they'll do it again in but like, like three months or whatever lily sure. recognizes way more letters than she did it for the teacher mm. and like the teacher said she can count to 10 well lily can probably count to like 15 yeah she kind of like consistently earlier because she can count to 20 one out of like every 10 tries mm. she likes to get stuck at 11 and once she gets past 15 it's like 15 15 17 18 19 mm-hmm. like she gets it but she's not like well how much of three. that how much of that is her memorizing it versus you know her recognizing i think that's the that's the other thing too because it's like it, they like did like the qwerty alphabet versus a b c d when you're like pointing out what letters they recognize mm. and the numbers were out of order as well because she watches Sesame Street and Barney and they, she memorizes stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, like just, she, she doesn't quite comprehend what she's saying necessarily. And like we've got the alphabet on our fridge and she'll like point through it. And like the first half of the alphabet, she's really good about like actually pointing at D when she says D. But like the second half of the alphabet, it's a hot mess as to what she's pointing to. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah. I know we just recorded an episode which will be released <laughs> later um but i uh, thank you for being here again and eating our ribs because i bought those ribs quite a while ago they were delicious mm-hmm. yeah every, so i feel like we need to branch out because every time they come here we make ribs that was the last time we were here we had ribs i think the, the three last, times you've been here two we've made ribs <laughs> that we recorded a podcast we've made you crock pot That's ribs so I, mean, I mean they're, they're easy and they're good they fall mm-hmm. off the bone what are you gonna do yeah I mean, it's like, like that time I asked Brian whether or not I should change my turkey recipe, and he said, no, don't change a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did say that. Yeah. I do need to like start prepping for that this year. Oh, are we doing that this year? We should. <laughs> we, sh- we should. Yeah. It'll probably be the last one in this house, but I don't know. We'll see. Whoa. End of an era. Got to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. like, it's closing time. Semisonic. We are starting to run out of room in this house. The children are getting... Because yeah. like, this time last year, we had four adults and two children living in the house, and it felt a little snug. Mm. But it didn't feel terrible. And now it's two adults and two kids and it's starting to feel terrible. Very terrible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, there's it's stuff just, everywhere. Yeah. So there, there's all kinds of anxiety when you're trying to do that. You know, trying to decide, mm-hmm. do I build a house? Which if you build a house. Any for, house that for, I want is going to be $550,000. Mm. Minimum. Yeah, we're talking, you know. And I don't feel like dropping that kind of Two kids, two dogs, potentially a third kid. Joe says that Elliot has... Not yet. She's drinking an 11.5% beer. (laughs) No, not yet. Not yet. But if if we wanted to... Is this the big reveal? Yes, this is the big reveal. (laughs) No, this is not. No. I'm just saying, but if we, we... We... we're, Joe we're, says we're that Elliot has house. middle child energy, and I'm not quite sure how I feel about that yet. Mm. Now, does Elliot have middle child energy? Yes. <laughs> so, but you can't tell that to his face. <laughs> no. And am I willing to throw another kid into the mix? Mm, I don't know. But if we wanted to, we would have to move. I yeah. think we're, we're we are not growing. minimalist enough. Like, because if we had like three toys for the kids, we'd probably be fine. Mm. But the kids have. Like, but you have a basketball hoop and a combo. 
football throwing hole in your living room. Yes. Wait, is that why there's a hole in the thing? Yeah, it's for throwing a football through it. <laughs> Hence the football field directly underneath it. Is there a football field underneath yes, it? Yes, there's an uh, end zone, a 10-yard line, and a 20-yard line on okay, the back let of me, that toy. Okay, let me move. I did not notice that. Elliot so, climbs through the hole and jumps off it. Oh. So I didn't notice the soccer goal. So It's like an all-in-one. Well, what's the back thing? Is that a... It's wa- a slide, isn't it's it? Like, it's like a tunnel. Is that a water polo net? <laughs> this is I a guess little... it did come with a basketball know. and a soccer ball. And a, <laughs> and a football, yes. <laughs> I guess that's why. I love that Like Joe's just like peeling back the layers on this. Well, so, so oh. the, the kids currently use it as a, I am going to dive through this either foot, feet first yeah. or preferably yeah. head first. Yeah. Maybe that's jump why it's off facing it. the couch. Yes, because well, then they climb through it versus try to. We brought up this climber it. to give fair. the audio only audience a view of what we're looking at. It's a mini climber, which I had a version of this, you know, when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, we brought this up. We it was originally in the basement. They got it for Christmas, I think, last year. Yes, and uh, the kids like to climb on the couch. I don't like it when they climb on the couch because no, they weren't just climbing on the couch. They were climbing on the couch and climbing on the windows and trying to climb on anything that they could reach. Mm. And it was becoming an issue. Yeah. Mm. So he said, here is some constructive climbing. Go down the slide. (laughs) Yeah. So no one's become a basketball or soccer star yet. I assume that no one's became a football star. No. It's it's facing backwards. (laughs) They they, they climb. I do need to buy us the football for Halloween. Mm. Oh, for. There's a blue football down in the basement. I know, but it's too small. I need like an actual football. Mm. It, yeah. Between that yep. and yellow and a black zigzag on Joe's shirt, that will be what ties our whole costume together. Because I got to send Lily sense. to school. I'm probably going to send her to school as Dorothy if the costume still Dorothy! fits Dorothy! Because I got her a dress so she can be Sally, but she's not going to be recognized as Sally yeah. without yeah. the rest of the family, especially yeah. with like small children they're not gonna get like oh that's peanuts get the reference Mm -hmm. so i like have to buy her a costume for school versus this is what you're going as with the whole family Mm -hmm. toddlers these days so uncultured they just don't even they don't even get the references wow we (laughs) says the people that don't understand may the schwartz be with you (laughs) and smarty (laughs) that is true i'm the worst i don't watch anything so to be fair the only reason why we watched rick and morty is because our friends Stephen and Hillary told us, well, we they had the Clone Wars on DVD. Rebels. It was Rebels. No, it was the Clone Wars. We Maybe were trying to catch up on Rebels. We were trying mm. to catch up on Rebels, the Star Wars TV cartoon series. Mm. And they said, okay, but you only get the next season of Rebels after you watch the season of Rick and Morty. Well, someone was already someone already borrowed. Rebels season two or something. Mm. They made us watch Rick and Morty and then we wanted to watch Rick and Morty. So it's like a comedy. It's like an adult, adult swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard Cartoon. of it. I'm sure I've seen an episode or four, but I'm, I'm not a religious watcher. I don't watch almost yeah. anything. I don't have cable. Anymore. I think you need cable. I'm mm. or I'm, one of the streaming peacocks. I don't even, I don't know if it's on peacock. Actually. I'm not sure either. I don't know if it's on. Anyway, I um, just know that I'm used to being the biggest nerd in the room at this point. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, unless like two by two, unless hand- it's about aviation, in which I have you beat. Yes. Oh, I got. <laughs> I have some stickers in my basement. You might be interested in because I never put them up. Well, our son. I told you, Brian, um, off off the record that you should be a YouTuber because apparently train spotting videos is a thing. Yeah, and also plane spotting, planes taking off and landing is a mm-hmm. thing, and that's like what I guess what you used to do. Or maybe you still do that. I, mean, I think one of the so two, I have two. You don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't like land the planes, but you build you watch stuff. them. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. So yeah, for everybody else, uh, my job is uh, colloquially I just build airports. Uh, my company <laughs> works in aviation construction, um, and I've been out on airports for five, seven years. Um, I would say two of the coolest stories. One uh, was right at the beginning of COVID. I'm in Detroit. Um, and they were bringing in these military C-17s, which for everybody else are four-engine jets. They're enormous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're military cargo jets. Um, and this, these things are built to bring in presidential motorcades or entire military forces in and out of battlefields very quickly. Um, in this case, they're actually bringing medical supplies to Detroit for COVID. Uh, we're out on a we're out on a taxiway exactly as, far, as close to the runway as we could be in one of these lines up to take off. And this enormous plane takes off in less than half a mile right in front of us. Our cars were shaking. My body was jiggling. Oh my uh, <laughs> so much just raw power. One of the coolest things. Uh, the next one was actually in Cincinnati. I was uh, working on one of the runways here. Um, and uh, Air Force One, I was right on the fence. And it landed about 450 feet away from me. That's cool. <laughs> I, I <laughs> I know the FBI has my information and my fingerprints and they know everything about me. Probably. Mm-hmm. I still don't know why I'm allowed to be 450 feet away from air force one. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea why they trust me like that. So, so I have two related stories. One, the day before that I'm driving with Lily in the car and I see a plane like stand still <laughs> in the sky. And it's one of the giant C 17 carrying the motorcade, carrying the motorcade for the president. And I know that Brian's working down at CVG. <laughs> so I take a photo of it and I'm like, hey, this this plane looks like it's just like standing over my house right now. And I turn right and I look up and I said, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the next day was the day the Air Force One <laughs> flew in. Yeah. Next to me. And then so close encounters with um, Air Force One. Not my story, but a boss that I used to have when I was a co-op, he would fly gliders as a like fun hobby so when i was working at ge if my boss's boss was like oh hey i'm not gonna be here on friday like sweet okay that's that's a thing and then on friday i could find zero people that i needed to talk to because they're like all golfing or flying their planes my manager was like oh yeah so one time i was gonna take off from lunkin and i knew it was gonna be cutting it close because there were only so many times that i could choose from to actually go and fly out of lunkin and so I'm like all prepped. I'm almost ready to go. And they're like, okay, we are going to clear you to la- to take off in the next 20 seconds. And you need to be ready to take off in the next 20 seconds. Because if you're not, you're going to be stuck here for at least an hour. Because if you don't take off before Air Force One lands, you are stuck here for a very long while. Mm. And so at, he takes off as Air Force One is landing oh, on almost the same runway mm. and has to deal with the turbulence of Air Force One landing just so he can get the hell out of Dodge and actually do what he wants to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to fly my own plane, but you do you, bud. Mm. 
I'll, I'll yeah. go play golf with everybody else or just kind of sit in my cube and read Dilbert because I can't do anything until you guys answer my questions. <laughs> Could you have taken a video of Air Force One landing or would have, or would some like agent come along and be like, we'll take your phone now, please? No, is that a security I, risk? No, I have the video. Yeah, I mean, I I could turn that into a YouTube and start my channel. As Joe suggested. <laughs> well, yeah, that okay. That was kind of my follow up. It's like, how right. can we? Because make if you were outside the gate, witness. if you were outside the gate, <laughs> you could out, take yeah. the same video. I was outside the secure area. In this particular instance, the construction fence. We had moved the security fence mm-hmm. to right outside the safety area of the runway he landed on, mm-hmm. uh, and so we were outside the secured area. Interesting, but. 400 feet away from the center of the runway, mm-hmm. <laughs> which meant from the tip of the wing, we were 270 ish feet away from the tip of the airplane of the mm-hmm. airplane. Uh, just bizarre. Uh, really, really pretty cool. Seen Air Force Two a couple times as well. A little less cool. That's just a 757. I've been in dozens of those. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a 747. Mm-hmm. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> <laughs> there aren't many left. I don't know what planes I've been in. I can almost, other than I can almost guarantee you haven't been in a 747. They're really hard to find now. Well, because like I did a lot of flying when I was in elementary and middle school. Then maybe. Because we went to Florida a lot, and we would fly mm-hmm. when we did that. I could probably count the number of times I flew on my two hands. Oh, my I'm, child, I can't do if that. If I was to try to try to count up to 10 flights, I'd get back to July. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. no, no, I bet I'd actually only get back to mid-September. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, the last time you guys were on, you were talking about um, your Christmas party. But before the Christmas party, you guys were going to go to England. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because yeah. it was Cinco de. It was supposed to be Christmas in January, and then it turned into Cinco de Mayo because mm-hmm. we all got everybody got COVID. <laughs> Omicron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was also the theme of our vacation to England. Um, not that we got it, but we were. We did not. We were uh, running away from it. Yeah, so, you know, essentially, um, we um, we left the day after Christmas, which meant at my family Christmases, we were essentially hiding from all the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I And mean... the aunts and uncles, we were just, you know, I'd come up and talk to people and then leave. And, like, literally two-minute spurts of talking to people and then ducking away, mm-hmm. just trying to make sure we didn't get it. We got over there perfectly fine. Um, flights were nice. Uh, the main purpose of this was to see Graham's grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham's Graham. My Graham's Grammy. Granny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to pull out the accent. <laughs> no, I don't actually do that. No, his, his British accent is pretty bad. It's really bad. Brian loves to show up. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. But yeah, so we, we saw my grandma. Mm-hmm. We saw some of my other extended family who we hadn't seen in mm-hmm. four years. Gosh. Yeah. Four and a half actually. It is hard to get across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. And we had seen like maybe a year before kind of COVID first hit. And then it was like, well, there's nothing we could do if we wanted to. Yep. But yeah, it was good. We saw them uh, outside of Oxford in England. And then we decided to do a couple days. Well, before you move oh, on, please, please. So Graham's cousin uh, got his doctorate degree from the University of Oxford. Oh wow! Oh yes, yes, yes. Which if there's That's a very, few very... scenes from Harry Potter filmed <laughs> inside that school, and as he's an alumni, we were allowed. The school was closed for Christmas. There, mm-hmm. Like there were no students. There were very few tourists in at all. They weren't allowed, 
and it was the middle of Omicron. So there weren't any tourists, period. Yeah. He was allowed in to give us a private tour. So the stairs where Harry and Ron run up in Prisoner of Azkaban and uh, McGonagall is is sitting there Mm -hmm. and yells at them after hitting the tree. Mm -hmm. We were on those stairs basically by ourselves. Uh, The the food hall, the dining hall for the students, Mm -hmm. which is the model of the Great Hall, we were in there with like maybe three other people. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, there's a, Can I make yeah. friends with your cousin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a very sweet guy. Yeah. Um, but we just had a really, really cool private tour of some of these cool Harry Potter things that wasn't even the plan, but it was just really neat. I yeah. Know. I mean, it's that little stuff. Was there snow, too? It was not. It was cold. It was really cold. They don't get as much no. snow. It just gets and cold. Remember, this yeah. is in Oxford and not in Scotland where right. Hogwarts yeah. is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Scotland. There the, was snow in Scotland. There was plenty of snow in Scotland. So we, uh, I, you know, I travel a ton. I don't turn in points a lot. So in this particular trip, I turned in all of my rental car points and got a little Mercedes <laughs> to drive up there and back. Um, the car was fantastic. Stick shift? It was not, which I'm actually thankful for when we were driving through the Scottish Highlands yeah. um, in the snow. I don't I don't think I could do a stick shift. I the- could theoretic- figure it out, but it would be rough. Yeah, yeah, theoretically I could. I, I, I grew up on it. Yeah, my first car was a stick shift. So I'm I mean, and then you're on the right side of the road on top of That's that. the other thing is I, I don't know about that. So I did perfectly fine driving. On on the left, not a problem at all. You did really well. There was not. I don't think Thanks. there was a single time that I had once. To say, oh, there was. We were leaving, <laughs> no, once we were leaving a parking garage in Edinburgh, uh, and that's the only time it got me is that we all go right to get out of the well. Wow. Left. I said. I it, said yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I meant left. So yeah, and, and so I I stayed right to leave the garage, and that was the entrance. I had to back up and go, but it wasn't in the middle of the street. There was no one around. My one mistake was nothing major. Well, and like you can tell where the major tourist centers are in Great Britain because they actually have signs. Like, because when you're like all the crosswalks have signs or like it's Minder, paint on the road the gap, that says like look, look left. This way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because you're used to looking, yep. or no, look right because you're used to looking left. Yes. Because cars normally come from the left, but no, you got to look right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the cars are going to come at you from the right first before they come from the yes. left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, please mind the gap between the train and the platform. <laughs> All <Absolutely>. the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so we get to Edinburgh. Um, Gorgeous. Lots of cobblestone streets. And I'm mm-hmm. driving this little sports car with these little teeny tires. Mm-hmm. The cobblestones blew the sidewall out of the tire. Oh, no. Oh, man. It was in the middle of like four straight federal holidays. No enterprises were open. <laughs> uh, it's a really fancy car with really fancy tires. Oh, you probably so, need a special key to actually get those. So it it made, it stayed it stayed relatively inflated. I just kept putting air in it, mm-hmm. and it never got below like 15 or 16 PSI. We managed to drive another 1,500 <laughs> miles on this tire because nothing was open. We had no choice. There was yeah. nothing we could do. Oh, my God. Um, well, because, I mean, people like... like well, not even mechanic shops were open. It was There were bank holidays. So nothing. They have there, a lot of There are holidays. definite downsides to we don't have a ton of national holidays and there aren't like a ton of times where people get off work. But, I mean, people can also upcharge the crap out of people on holidays yeah. versus, like, England and France where it's like, 
we are on holiday. We will do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good Entire luck your month life. of exactly. August. Entire month of August. Europeans are gone. Um, so we uh, were in Edinburgh, and at this point, we still had to drive all the way to Inverness and then mm-hmm. down to Loch Ness. And then we went, we wanted to go near Balmoral. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go to Balmoral. And we did all that driving on a bum tire, <laughs> including whiteout conditions going over the mountains in the highlands. Oh, oh my goodness. And so we are, I mean, the whole time, it's just an absolute, <laughs> just a nervous wreck driving this car. I'm thinking this tire is going to blow out in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, nowhere. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, because here's the other crazy thing that like I've heard about England is people are like, oh, yeah, my grand lives so far away. I only get to see her like three times a year. And they're like, well, how far away does she live? Well, it's like a 40 minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally like three quarters of my commute to work. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a problem. Like, I would do that mm-hmm. to go pick up dinner. Like, that's His fine. family looked at us like we were insane <laughs> for driving from London to Edinburgh. That's an eight-hour drive. Yeah. That's literally like driving from here to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's, I, we, we've done that like 10 times. I know. These people don't do it. it. There's also trains, but we wanted to drive. But, I yeah. mean, there's also the stereotype where, like, in the Midwest, if you live in the Midwest, if you're going to go somewhere, you're not going to catch a plane. You're just going to drive there. It's like, oh, yeah. it's 12 hours. It's fine. That's a quick, easy drive. That's true. <laughs> so anyway we're going up this mountain it's whiteout conditions the snow is you know the whole road is i get behind this little like box truck fedex or something and he is going like 15 miles an hour Mm -hmm. because it's a box truck up an incline Mm -hmm. i had no choice i crossed the crossed the line and passed him illegally and and merged back over because my thought was if i have to come if this thing has to come to a stop Mm -hmm. there is absolutely no way that I'm getting over this mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a common misconception. Yes, you shouldn't be going 60 miles an hour in snow. You also shouldn't be going 10. Well, so the big thing is you need to know how your car drives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I recall, I now I think my current employer is similar to my old employer, where unless it's a level three snow emergency, I'm expected to be in the office. Mm-hmm. Now, I will bring my laptop home and I'll be like, hey, I am working from home because I am not going to risk my life. But before working from home was an option, I drove to work in level two snow emergency conditions. And like I'm driving up a giant hill in my dinky little 06 Honda Civic having zero issues while I watch people in Jeeps and trucks try to go faster than me, but can't because they have no weight in their back end. Mm. So I'm just like, no, I am going to go into the high speed lane and speed past all of you because I don't want to have to deal with your dumbass mm-hmm. fishtailing in the highway because you don't know that you need to go 50 miles an hour at the most mm-hmm. because your car cannot handle these conditions. Yeah. Yep. And for the record, I don't drive a Mercedes D-Class at home. I drive a <laughs> Nissan Rogue. Yeah. Um, but this this Mercedes handled like a champ. Yeah. Oh I mean, gosh. it was like a dream, even on a bum tire. That car handled <laughs> so freaking phenomenally. There were moments we like came over a peak and it is whiteout conditions and I can't see a thing. And then mm-hmm. I like, oh, there's a fence, turn right. <laughs> no problem. Like no like mm-hmm. no skids, no nothing. Uh it, it was it drove like a dream a dream. Um and then we ended up finally getting back to our hotel near Balmoral Castle. Mm-hmm. Yes, where the queen just passed away. We were probably about a mile away from there. Mm-hmm. Um 
and had this really charming little hotel that I turned in some Hilton points for that had a living room with a fireplace. And so we like opened the doors, turned the fireplace on and it's snowing outside in Scotland. We woke up with like little birds chirping and all these trees were, it was so freaking charming. Um, So while we were in Scotland, like the complete opposite time of year, because we were there in July and we're just like hanging out in this pub. It's not super dark outside. So we're like, oh, it can't be that late. The pub is still fairly packed. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's like 1030 at night. Oh, yeah. Don't you people have jobs? 1030 on like a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Why? In July. Why isn't the sun setting? Oh, this is what the sun looks like this time of year. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. The sun's not going to set for another two hours. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't set. Like, it sets for like, <laughs> we had blackout curtains. Mm-hmm. It sets for like an hour. Yep. <laughs> but And then we get July, to London yeah. and we're like, and it's like, oh, it's last call. And we're like, it's. It's like nine fifteen. What are we supposed to <laughs> do for the next like two that. hours? Yeah. yeah. Where can we? Yeah. You have to find a club. You, that's it, that's what at least I understand about London is you either it's a pub that closes at nine and then you go to a club. Ah, uh, we missed that memo. Not our thing. So we've never not our that. thing well, either. Which is why I mean, we, we, we that tried memo. to find food. I mean, we saw the yeah so the we, Agatha Christie play. Yeah, we saw the mouse trap, and we're like, oh, we'll just get dinner afterwards because yeah. it's London. Something will be open. The only thing open is an American's fifties diner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And they're like, oh, you're American and you're eating here, and we're like, you're the it's only thing. Literally, open, the only thing open. Uh, <laughs> I'll and she's like, you, you can't tell people that. And I'm like, I'm telling people that because it's the truth. <laughs> I would not be eating a Chicago chili dog if I didn't have to. Yeah. Let your colleagues know. Stay open later. Yeah. yeah. No. You know, one of the really cool things about being married to someone who is an English citizen um, and having family over there is that once we got back to London the night before we left, uh, his cousin and his husband invited mm-hmm. us over for dinner. Nice. So we had, we, you know, they lived on like the 26th floor of some high rise overlooking the skyline. They're both doctors. Um, (laughs) And they made us dinner and we just sat there and had wine and just had family time in London. (laughs) Uh, It's just bizarre, not the world that I ever thought I'd be in, but it's kind of a, it's a cool thing to be married to someone who's. Do you want to adopt some people? Yeah. Sure, come with us next time. <laughs> yeah, come over. Yeah, come with us sites. next time. Like we we for we definitely left stuff off of the list when we went. So to be like, okay, this is our reason to go yeah. back next time. Yep. What'd I you just leave need, off? Um, let's see here. So there was some, we did all the tourist stuff. We did like all the super touristy things, but like mm. I want to go to Balmoral. Mm. I want to go to Windsor. Yeah, we didn't even do those. We were right there, but they were they were closed. Yeah. She was there. Like I'm kind of over Paris. We only I didn't went like once. Paris. Yeah, Graham's only been to Paris as a four month, two year old. Yeah. So like there like, were some really like delicious restaurants. I like the palace. In Versailles. Um, Versailles was Versailles was nice. Sorry, Versailles, I, my, my, my Versailles. My Midwest came out there for a second. <laughs> Schwartz beer. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, there's this place called Versailles, Kentucky, that looks a lot Indiana. like Versailles and Versailles, oh, and Versailles Indiana, Indiana, which is where a Boy Scouts camp is. There, there's one yeah. in both. Yeah. All, that, both of them or all of them are named after Versailles. Yeah, but then there's Versailles <laughs> in Paris. Outside of Paris. Or yeah. outside of Paris in France. So we went there and that was really nice. I want to do that again. That's a gorgeous place. Because yeah. like, even just like if you don't go in the castle, 
And you just like see the ground. We that rented nice. bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we biked were, around. We biked nice. around. Yeah, yep. that was fun. You yep. had lemonade like a princess. Orange <laughs> juice. You had orange juice like a princess. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Versailles orange trees are very famous. Mm-hmm. I guess that like get, right once upon a time that would have been like super fancy and luxurious to have orange juice. Oh, orange yeah. in, in, orange juice in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oranges are grown in the tropics. Yeah. yeah. Not in France. Yeah. Yeah. And like I would do Disneyland Paris again. Because that was oh, that would be interesting, and that's like definitely a you can do that as a park hopper, versus like people that do like park hopper in Orlando. I'm like, dude, why even bother? Like, just do a park a day. And but like now you can't even do like well you maybe could but like it's not as easy easy to say like well I'm going to do American the Animal Kingdom this day, and that same day is when I'll do Disneyland Springs mm-hmm. because now. Animal Kingdom actually has like night stuff that goes on because it used to be like Animal Kingdom uh, closed at like four, so okay now yeah. I can go do other stuff. Yeah. But now everybody has a night show and interesting Avatar Land, which yeah. I still have not seen Avatar. I haven't either. I haven't either. I don't know if I care to. No one at this I table have, has. No. no. Good. I have seen like Good. portions. It's like, of it was like the record breaking movie for forever. Yeah. So like when I don't know. It was go either like Bros. when HD gay rom com. <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been like when HD TVs were becoming a thing. Mm. My uncle bought an HD TV and had Avatar on I'm sure probably Blu-ray when Blu-ray was new. Yeah, and so I'm like sure he was playing beautiful. that in the background while we were doing other stuff and like I saw bits and pieces of it. Interesting. I have seen enough summaries slash the Simpsons couch gag that <laughs> I kind of understand what the movie is about. I still have zero desire to see it. Yeah, what's the story like? I don't even know what the story is. I think it's like a ripoff of like Fern. Do you remember Fern Gully, like the animated animated film from our childhood? We're not that old. No. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're the same age. <laughs> yeah. Dear Wikipedia, when did Fern Gully come out? No, so it's-, it's like military people are trying to invade this alien space, and in order to do that, like it's like a combination of the Matrix. And I don't even know what Ferngully. Ferngully. <laughs> so like, because they go into these pods you and then to you take over a body of someone from the land of Avatar. I don't even know where Avatar comes into play. They're these giant blue people. Yeah, and I, they've I got understand these tails the blue people. And the Ferngully. <laughs> and you like? Ha- I don't. You gotta find a ride, and like they're trying to take over their resources or something. And this, so this military dude is like trying to invade them to learn more about them as one of them, and then falls in love with somebody. And I, I don't even know if this is right. I'm just making stuff up at this point. Right, <laughs> Hilarity let's, let's ensues. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Apparently, they're gonna make like three or four more movies, but Avatar Land exists at Animal Kingdom now. Hey everyone, Joe Ludwig here with the one and only Caroline. Hey! Before we get to the main topic of today's episode, we wanted to pause briefly and tell you about how you can support the show. So if you enjoy listening to the podcast and reading our blog posts every week, then you now have the opportunity to support the show through Buy Me A Coffee. Here's what you need to know. It's super easy to do. You don't have to set up an account to contribute. You have options. Send us a one-time donation or sign up as a member to contribute on a monthly or yearly basis. Plus, you can unlock exclusive content. To learn more about how you can support the Craft Parenting Podcast through Buy Me A Coffee, click the link in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Let's move on then. 
Island from Avatar. <laughs> um, anything else from your trip from England? Yes, I want to catch us up on everything that you've done. Mm. Oh, best. good luck with that one. I know, but I think the only really so Graham and I, we are not touristy people. Generally, we like to stay away from the big tourist traps if we can avoid them. If they're mm-hmm. really things that we really want to see, we will absolutely do them. If you haven't seen the Churchill War Rooms, those were nice. We, I have not. I don't know if you I've have. seen them. Yeah, you have. Oh I have. It was just. We'll so probably do that at some point. Um, but we went. We, one of the last stops of our little tour, um, we went to Liverpool. Ooh. Uh, and we did this really, really corny Beatles tour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now Joe can tell you level of corniness based on your description of this tour versus his parents' description okay. of the Sound of Music tour in Austria. <laughs> oh, well, I've done that tour, too. I think <laughs> this was, uh, let's call it more... British? Uh, less l- polished. Let's no. Let's call it more Liverpoolian. Uh, <laughs> low brow. Uh, we were in a black cab with mm-hmm. psychedelic images of the Beatles all over the outside. On the inside, had uh, you done ayahuasca before this tour? Because it might have really, been necessary. We really should have been on something. Um, essentially, I am the essentially, we took this black cab around all of Liverpool to mostly childhood homes of the four Beatles Mm -hmm. and then not so childhood homes so like teenage homes Mm -hmm. and then adult homes essentially (laughs) we took a cab to the Beatles homes for three hours Uh, the cool things that we did get to do is we got to go to Penny Lane Mm -hmm. um, and we did get to go to uh, one of the churches in one of the suburbs of Liverpool uh, where they actually played their first Thing together. Oh, nice. Um, and that is where the grave of Eleanor Rigby is. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's like the name on the and name fa- on and, a tombstone. And it's not Father Mackenzie, but there's blank Mackenzie a couple tombs down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got you know, we got to go to a couple other places. Um, it it was kind of neat. What we the learned, sound of well, music tour sounds a little bit better at this point. <laughs> yes, no, one hundred percent. As someone who's done both, sound of music <laughs> tour in Salzburg way better. Uh, however, one of the really interesting things is that. Um, Oh gosh, um, the drummer, Ringo, Ringo. Star. Ringo, Ringo, where Ringo grew up. Literally, you walk up the alley, turn left, and then turn right, and that is the street, uh, the Brownstone Street that um, the, by order of the, oh Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders, oh, okay. by order of the Peaky Blinders. That's where Peaky Blinders was filmed. Oh, and down, like literally around the cor- around the corner from where Ringo Starr had his team. Okay, Caroline. Say it or am I gonna say it? Caroline, say the Family Guy joke. Look, everybody, Ringo wrote a song. Let's go put it on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, but it was a cool tour, and Liverpool was a very interesting place. Yeah, I I liked Liverpool. Yeah, we went to uh some who recommended us an Indian place. Oh. It wasn't your uncle, was it? I don't know how we found that spot. I think Someone, it like, I think it was like the bartender at the hotel bar. It might have been because, oh, like, yeah. the because the big joke too is like England conquered the world for their spices mm, and then right. used none of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So we go to this. We go to this. Indian restaurant. It's from a very specific region. It's the reason where Graham's uncle was from. Um, 
And we get in there, and it is a restaurant that probably can seat 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I bet there was a hundred people in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, if there was like maybe, twelve of us, maybe twelve of us. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, but see, here's the thing: you have to realize that because Indian weddings can be huge, yes. and they yeah. probably need to yes. use that like every Friday. And it's right next to like a big event center. I'm sure there are times where it gets packed. Mm-hmm. In this case, <laughs> cavernous. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we're sitting there. We order and we order a non. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh yeah, would you like that family size?" And we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the bigger size. <laughs> we've, we've been out and about all day. We're kind of hungry. We're hungry. And that that fucking waiter <laughs> walks back from the kitchen a few minutes later. He's carrying it himself, and it is probably a square yard of non. <laughs> this thing was, it was probably like so. It's, it was hanging from a hook. It was probably three feet tall and a foot wide. A non for two people. So so the American equivalent is a child sized soda. It was literally the size of your daughter. <laughs> literally. Okay. He so had sh- this waiter had the biggest <laughs> shit grin on his face because he talked to us idiots into doing something really stupid. But it, the food was delicious. We had a great time. It was a good dinner. <laughs> and at least they we were laughing at ourselves too by the time he walked up. It was really funny. I mean, I would have just eaten the whole thing just i mean we couldn't we ate so much food and there wasn't we just we we had to take it back to our hotel we yeah but we had it for like we, breakfast oh yeah we morning. ate it don't it worry cute. it was cute <laughs> no <laughs> i kind of forgot about that i did child size non. <laughs> i had completely and, forgotten and, about that and lily is a very large child Shit, for a three-year-old <laughs> it was so big it was very it was very uh, <laughs> Something else. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find a picture for them off to the side. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but okay. Well, we can uh, sh- probably share it if you send it to me. Uh, if you do find it. So you got back from England, and we had to postpone the the Christmas party. Yes, we did. Because so uh, it became the Christmas in Cinco de Mayo party. Yeah, but was that before the Cinco de Mayo party that you went to Napa Valley, or was that after? That was. So Napa was March. It was over mm-hmm. my spring break. So it would have been before, it was before yeah. the Christmas party. Yeah. So tell us about Napa. This is in Northern California. Yeah. So we actually started the trip. Um, we fly into San Francisco. We actually did Paso Robles, which is about four hours south of San Francisco first. Oh, cool. It's probably two-thirds of the way to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's a wine region known for Zinfandels and you know, big bad reds. Oh, um, yum, yum, yum. In general, they had a really big complex about how Napa wasn't as good as them or something. I, um, I mean, I can understand that, but also like having been to Napa and like having been told on 20 tours, like there are six flavors of soil in the world or like mm-hmm. there are seven flavors of soil in the world and six of them live in Napa. Yeah. Like, yeah, you um, try to, well, I can see, you know, I can see having a complex about it. But Sonoma has the same complex. So it seems like anybody in California that isn't Napa has this complex about not being Napa. We first we first really noticed it in Paso. Mm-hmm. We actually had some very, very good wines. Um, dinner uh, was a really good one. Um, we actually had a really, really nice dinner. And um, we just talked to the Psalm at this dinner. And we're like, hey, we, we like this kind of wine. And he goes, got one. He brings it out. Uh, it's a place called Alta Kalina. They make 3,000 barrels a year. Oh, snap. 
teeny. Yeah. yeah. We before we left town the next day, we drove out there mm-hmm. and bought some because this wine was so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, then we drove out to the Pacific Coast Highway and literally drove the coast all the way up to the Golden Gate Bridge. That drive is stunning. Mm-hmm. It looks stunning from photos and like I want to do it. You have got to do that once in your life. It, Yeah, I mean, we went down to a beach and there's like seals mm-hmm. laying on the beach, sun tanning themselves. And then we went up to the oh, We saw the and, seals at in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. We definitely went on the top of a cliff, didn't pull off to the side of the road, pop a bottle of champagne and drink. <laughs> and drink and eat lunch out the back of our car. Definitely, we're driving not, along cliffs. That was hanging. nice. Yeah. That was nice. That is not a West Side Cincinnati thing to do. So no. you're fine. <laughs> we didn't definitely do that with East Siders. <gasps> um, okay, so the only thing uh, that I've learned about East Siders is they wish <laughs> that they were West Siders. Yeah, they like to act like they were because they don't have that learned behavior of yeah. craziness. So sidebar, there are lots of neighborhoods that are being like started around our area. Mm. And so I posted in like my nice, like mom's group where all they do is like ask questions and it's like very like, <laughs> I'm not necessarily going to say like hoity toity, but like it's uppity, uppity, mm-hmm. uppity kind of people of like, I want to try to find a place that like everything is organic and very natural. And I need this like $3,000 bassinet that my child's only going to use we for three months. crunchy granola. There's lots of crunchy people in them <laughs> in this group. And I was like, hey, what builders do you like and what builders don't you like and why? And no one said boo. Hmm. And then I have my West Side Moms group where I'm like, hey, everybody ignored me in my other group but you are who I really want to live by. <laughs> like <laughs> what, what builders do you like? What builders don't you like? And why? And like, this is kind of like our criteria for what we want. I'm like four to five bedrooms because he needs an office that he can work from home from. Mm-hmm. And the guest room would be nice to have. So his sister can stay the night and watch her kids. Um, has to be walkable. Like as far as like we can walk the neighborhood and I need to be able to walk the neighborhood while holding a beer with my kids because... You put that in a cr- Because, end a of criteria. statement, why yeah. do you need to justify why you need to drink a beer while walking your kids? No, like... Because, <laughs> end of statement. None of your business. And I actually, like, I None finally yet. got people that were like, oh, yes, queen. <laughs> like, yes, this is where you need to move and this is why you need to leave live next to me. Mm. And I'm like... Finally, I'm actually getting responses on stuff. Nice. I also did not not drink a White Claw in a parking lot of a very well-known West Side establishment this weekend. A boring <laughs> facility. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Everybody at the wedding party found that hilarious, and I'm like, how have you not heard this before? <laughs> this is why you were the life of the party. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> because it was a low bar. I also drank the groom under the table, and I wasn't mm. even trying. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even trying. That's, yeah, right? I wasn't. But I'm Don't also- you hate that when you're not even trying, and you're like, how is everyone else drunk? <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking like, laps around these people. So this is like another sidebar, but- um, sidebar to the sidebar. We haven't gotten back from the first sidebar. <laughs> we haven't. I'm keeping track. Say, oh my. <laughs> my friend's aunt like got the house ready and put two bottles of champagne or sparkling grape juice, sparkling wine, and two bottles of orange juice in the fridge. And I was like, well, if we don't pop one of these bottles, like she's going to be pissed. So we at least have to finish one of these bottles while we're here. So I make myself like a half solo cup mimosa. 
And while I'm getting my makeup, my hair done, one of the girls is like, oh, you need a top off. And I'm like, yes, I probably do. So here's my cup. And the woman who made my drink was told by the other people she did not put enough champagne in the orange juice to champagne ratio. So she comes back with a full to the brim solo cup of mimosa. Yeah. What? But, Which but is like finally a, the right ratio. A splash of orange juice? It was probably like a third orange juice. Mm. Oof, too much, so, but okay. Yeah, I mean, she definitely didn't make it right, but she tried. Her heart was in the right place. She like doesn't know better, so it's fine. So I had two of the. So I had a short and a tall mimosa. I had three white claws, and then I drank a bunch at the reception. And then I'm a thousand for O, because the first one's the one where you're winning, right? Yes. I, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I'm a thousand and O for attending events and getting free shots because everybody has an Uncle Mike. You've got an Uncle Mike. I have an Uncle Mike. I yeah. don't have an Uncle Mike. And I have no. a cousin Mike. Well, you have an Uncle Mike now because you married into an oh, Uncle Mike. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't have an Uncle Mike. I mean, technically, I don't either, but it's fine. So I'm <laughs> like hanging out with the bride's cousin and we're talking and like picking up for old times. And Uncle Mike comes by and is like, hey, I want the bride to do a shot. And I'm like, okay, we can make that happen. Like the bride does not like shots, but like I will, I am here to support her and make sure that she has a good experience. (laughs) So I will find a shot that she will enjoy. So both her and her uncle can have a good night. We went to the farm, by the way. Oh, which if you've been to the, if you've been to the farm once, you've been to the farm. (laughs) The pace. Sometimes I think if you haven't been to the farm, (laughs) You can imagine being at the farm. <laughs> yes. The pay f- so for, for reference, the pay phones are still there. They just don't work anymore because <laughs> they're no longer connected. So we go up to the bar and he wants tequila. And I'm like, oh, Lord, no, I cannot get this girl to do tequila. I am not allowed to do tequila shots anymore because bad things happen when I do tequila shots. <laughs> I know this about myself. We have boundaries. So I'm like, do you have apple schnapps? Because everybody should have apple schnapps. And she's like, no, but I have like this candy apple liquor that's really good with some club soda. Hmm. I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. And that actually tasted pretty good. Yeah. And she didn't make a crazy face like she did when I handed her champagne that morning. <laughs> so it worked out. Moral of the story is I'm really good at talking my way into alcohol without talking my way into free alcohol. Uncle Mike bought her a shot. Yeah. Cause Along with the bride. Yeah, so I got I got and a free like shot of it. Three other people. Why not? Meanwhile, the groom was puking in a bathroom somewhere. Aww. So Yeah, so Napa. Yeah. So <laughs> Napa we, yeah. was gorgeous. So after driving at the Pacific Coast Highway, we stayed in Sonoma and kept driving over to Napa. So we stayed in Napa and we drove to Sonoma one day, but like I think we drove to Sonoma on Tuesday. Everything and like closed everything's on closed on Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> everything's closed on Tuesday in Napa and Sonoma. But anyway, I mean, we just had, it was just really one of the more relaxing times. It, it was, was like, like the perfect weather. Yeah, it was it's 60s so and It's so gorgeous out it there. It was sunny. So chill. It was, you know, Were you telling us that you had just, record rain in Napa? That was a different Napa trip. That was a different Napa trip. You've was a, been there multiple times. That was a work Napa trip. Which is okay. fun, but no fun. Yeah, that was more. Cons- we had less time. Yes, we were on someone else's timeline. But for that's that. actually a really interesting story. So I will tell it. Uh, Graham came with me. We were out there for a conference. Um, I we were staying at a Wyndham. I'm not a Wyndham member. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. We get upgraded somehow. 
for this conference to a villa that had like three rooms and a fireplace and an outdoor porch overlooking a, f- a fairway of a of a, uh, golf, of a course. golf course. That's important for the next part of the story. <laughs> uh, there's a golf, golf course path. important. Check. There's a golf. There's a golf path just running kind of right down the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get there on Saturday. The conference starts on Sunday. Uh, me and um, my coworker and Graham and his fiance. We all go out to wineries. We you know we hit one, two, three. We knew that we only had one day, so we did five wineries in one day. I mean, that's I want to say we hit like four in a day when we were there, and that's so. adventurous. I five think is we did three. F- three is reasonable. Five is rambunctious. Yeah, we, we started f- splitting flights towards the end, so it wasn't too too crazy. It's mm. a good idea, but they also close at like five. They do mm-hmm. because everyone goes to dinner. Yeah, so we had five. We had five wineries. By the time we got to the fourth, it had started raining. By the time we got to the fifth, it was downpouring. By the time we got back to our hotel room, that golf path was a stream. Mm-hmm. We went to dinner. By the time we got back from dinner, that golf path, that fairway, was a 300-foot river. Oh almost goodness. up to our vill- villa, whatever the heck they called it. We woke up in the morning and literally, I mean, it was just surging water it was still raining it, it was monsooning it rained like 40 something inches in 36 hours oh my god and yeah, yeah the river was mm. maybe 20 feet away from our from our back porch um just an insane thing um, so as a civil engineer you probably know more about this than i do but like i saw a video it was probably a tiktok that turned into an instagram reel because i still refuse to do tiktok <laughs> Where it was like, if we take dry soil versus damp soil versus wet soil, and we turn a glass over on top of them that's full of water, how quickly they absorb the water. Mm -hmm. And like the damp and the wet soil will absorb them relatively quickly versus the dry soil. It just sits and sits and sits, which is why you go through long periods of drought and then have heavy rain. It does zero good things for you. It just keeps running away because the soil is not prepared to accept it. Mm -hmm. Nope. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was this case very, mm-hmm. very, very intensely. Uh, and what was really an interesting, we were at one of the wineries and we were talking to, to the person serving us wine and they said, uh, every grape in Napa Valley got picked by today. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, that kind of blew our minds. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about grape growing, grape harvesting. They said every grape in Napa Valley was picked by today. Because mm-hmm. as soon as that, because those grapes, they starve the grapevines intentionally oh, yeah. for flavor, and all that rain, all the grapes would have just exploded. So mm-hmm. like every grape in Napa Valley was picked by today. The and harder like, the roots have to work, the more sweet the grapes are, which means the more sugar they have. So the more yes. wine, the more alcohol you can get out of them. And I just never thought about literally when you never hear a statement like every always. Mm-hmm. And when someone said every grape in Napa Valley was picked by today, I was just like. Huh. So what year was that? That was 2021. Yeah, October. Yeah. October of 2021. So 2015, Napa Valley was in a severe drought. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where we were like, we were mildly feeling guilty about like getting water refills when we went to restaurants. And I was like, they were very ambitious. Am I allowed? <laughs> am I allowed to fill the bathtub? Like, is there a hose pipe ban or anything like that? And they're like, oh, no, no, you do what you want. Like, y'all are the tourists. We do what we want for you guys. And I'm like, 
okay. And we like go winery after winery and they're like, 2015 will be the best grapes ever. And it was. 2016, if we don't get any rain, it's going to start going downhill. Mm. Because since 20, 2015 was the last year of like, we are allowed to have a drought before this becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Because the goal is to make grapevines work by sucking up water and then they make grapes and then they make leaves. And so if they have to work harder to make roots, they don't make as many leaves. Mm. So then the grapes are better. So by it being a little bit drier, they had to work a little bit harder on their roots than they did on the leaves. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a better grape yield. But 2016 was not going to be as great. So we didn't get to have any 2015 wine while we were there because it was, in fact, 2015. But all the wine we had was delicious. Yeah, can confirm. Mm-hmm. Both that wine was delicious and the few 2015s that I have had had been good. Yeah. But like, I think there was an earthquake a year or two before we had gotten there. After. And they were talking, yeah, it was after. And was it, it, it was before, and then there was a really big one after also. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were talking about the libraries that were lost. We're like, oh, books. And they're like, oh, wait, oh, no. no, that's wine. <laughs> Just wine bottles. <gasps> wine. Because yeah. libraries of wine. Why wouldn't you have that secured? I don't know. I don't know either. These are all, and most of the people that own these wineries own tech companies and engineering companies and law firms. And it's like, you're a really smart person. But you're really dumb sometimes. (laughs) But you didn't think about, you know, screwing your wine rack to the wall in Mm -hmm. an earthquake zone? Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why there are six different flavors of soil out of the seven possible different flavors of soil in Napa Valley. And it's because of tectonic plates and earthquakes. And volcanoes. Volcanoes, mostly. And rivers. Yeah. Because that once every century event has to happen once a century, Mm -hmm. which could be during your lifetime. Might as well. Yeah. So we're going to Greece next year. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Those are my people. Those are your people. I know those are people. Going to Greece next year with his parents. Yeah. That's cool. Can I so store away in your luggage? Yes, <laughs> please. <go ahead>. Okay. <laughs> Love you, hun. Though I am. So my dream. I feel like you could just buy a ticket. You know? I probably could. <laughs> where, where there's air. <laughs> you know? So my dream was crushed, but I understand it. The place where I work has a policy where if you work in like the report directly to the C suite. Or sit directly outside the C-suite's offices. You are not allowed to have any other family members that work there. Because then you know too much. There was a job posting that was perfect for Joe. Mm -hmm. But because of the situation, we could not both work for the same company if he got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, I had already pictured, like, dreams of, like, we will both find a reason to be in Europe for two weeks for work for the same time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and hire a nanny and just go do stuff at night with the children yeah, mm-hmm. and then take a week or two off work afterwards and just have a European trip. So now mm-hmm. I just got to find a reason for Joe to take off two or three weeks of work and me to be in Germany for two or three weeks. There you go. I'm confident you will find this reason. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure I will. Yeah. I've got plenty of crazy stuff going on at work right now. Like, so it's, it sucks mildly that I'm going to be showing up at work late tomorrow, 
but I'm also like me showing up at work late puts me there at the perfect time to be all bossly itch for this major project we have going um, on. So before we move on, Brian, did you want any more water? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. So how many <laughs> bottles did you guys bring home from Napa? Bring home so we went with another couple. What we brought ourselves was what, a dozen fourteen bottles? Mm-hmm. Between the two couples. Between the two couples. What we ordered and got shipped to Cincinnati was fifty something. Fifty bottles. bottles? So that's wow. what I wanted to do. But at the time the laws weren't as great. So yeah. not as many places were shipping or it's like we can ship so it's like you can ship six bottles for free. Yeah. But oh, we only ship two bottles to your region. And I'm like, well, I don't want I would like I had three bottles that I wanted two of each of. Yeah. Yep. I don't want three of each of two bottles. Yeah. And what we did find for anybody that is going to Napa is so our first trip out when we the monsoon trip, mm-hmm. we bought roughly twelve bottles and I paid to ship them back through the hotel. Mm-hmm. We paid more to ship those 12 bottles back than we paid in shipping for the nearly 60 bottles we brought back, we shipped back from this last trip. Yeah. And those were all shipped directly from the wineries. Mm-hmm. So we'd go to a winery and we went to like 25 wineries or something over, over the 10 course days. Of the week, yeah. An insane number. We're never going to do that again. Way too <laughs> many. Um, but in, we spent less money shipping back on this trip, 60 bottles, than we did on the 12. Because mm-hmm. we went straight through the wineries, they just have yeah. better opportunities, and they don't go, they don't gouge you like the hotels do. So, yeah. don't ship through your hotel. Ship well, through your winemaker. And we didn't ship through our hotel. We so we did a wine tour, as platypus wine tours, which I hope still exists because it was a lot of fun. Yes. Basically, it was very intimate. It was like a short... it's like a Cincy brew bus, but with wineries, mm. and they they gave you snacks. Mm. Yeah, there was a picnic involved. It was like a short bus. It wasn't, I think, Cincy Brew Bus. Is that it was a, a small short, party bus. Is that a short, shorter, or is that a school bus? I yeah, don't know. no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a par- it's a short party bus. Okay, well, then I guess it is the same thing, but it's uh, very open. It's like a party bus. Mm-hmm. Um, You're friends with all of the couples by the end of the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of Aussies. We had an Aussie couple. Mm-hmm. Well, that's bad news. There were there were two couples that had like they go to Napa like every three years, mm-hmm. and this was their like trip that year, and so all their kids were home. I mean, they have like an insane amount of vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get like three months a year. It's ridiculous. The entire month of yeah, it's uh, yeah. just Australia and Europe, just the entire month of August. So they sold, um, but out of the back of the tour bus, they sold boxes to ship. 12 bottles of wine home. So they sold cases Hmm. with foam inserts. So Mm -hmm. we bought two boxes off of them. Mm. And we ended up just saying, because we looked at shipping, we mildly looked at shipping through UPS. Mm -hmm. Because it was the middle of June, it was so god-awful hot outside. Mm -hmm. That we were like, it's just going to be better overall if we take it on the plane with us and just add two checked bags, quote, quote, to our luggage. And I want to say we probably paid like 120 bucks to ship those two boxes home. But the boxes were with us the whole time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which made a big difference. When we checked yeah. them. Mm-hmm. That, my, in my last, I had, a, I had another conference in Sonoma recently. Oh, you poor boy. Mm-hmm. I know. I had another conference in wine country. 
Um, and I actually took our friend's wine check bag. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this case, I brought, I brought, I managed to bring 15 bottles home. Three bottles were like the small dessert wine bottles mm-hmm. that I rolled in my jeans. That we still the, have that we've yeah, said we we're going to open like 20 times and never have. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I had three of those rolled up in like jeans or something in mm-hmm. my suitcase. And then I had another 12 bottles that I brought home in this wine check bag. And it works just great. Nothing, yeah. You know, yeah. They're with you. They're not exposed to high temperatures. You're, they're inside the plane. They're not exposed to low temperatures either, even mm-hmm. in the cargo hold. Yeah, it works. Yeah, because like, cause in July, well, it was technically it was June. Because in June, they were saying, like, we're not going to ship your bottles until September. Yes. But it was, it was again, like, well, well, we'll ship six bottles, but here's one or two bottles you can choose from to ship to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, things have opened up a bit more now. And if that was, because if that was the that case, way. we would have bought a lot more wine. Which, I mean, like I say, a lot more wine, like we didn't buy it's a 20, dangerous I, habit. I want to say we bought 27, like 28 bottles. We, we bought, we, we bought, bought 27 bottles home. But we bought like 28 or 29 bottles because we bought like a Behringer estate wine mm-hmm. that we, it was like a $5 bottle of wine, maybe a $10 bottle of wine at the most that we then had to pay like a $10 corking fee to get it opened at a restaurant that we ate at. Mm-hmm. And then we had another bottle that we opened up when we were in San Francisco. So the trip that we went for vacation, we found a winery that we were like ZD. Oh, ZD is delicious. Delicious freaking wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right there in downtown Napa, right? Uh, so they have a tasting room there. Their main room is out on Silverado Trail outside of St. Helena, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like, yeah, I remember It's this. really remember not very ZD. far from downtown St. Helena. Was this a restaurant or a winery? Sorry. It's a winery. Winery. Okay, I remember this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was driving to this conference. Uh, so I stopped by and I was like, I actually want to join this wine club. This wine is so freaking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, we bought, you know, I had a 12 wine check bag, right? But I get in there and I'm looking at like what I want to buy. I'm bringing home for somebody else as well. And I've got 10. And he goes, well, if you just add the two, your whole price will be less than if you just paid for the 10. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I end up having twelve bottles of wine, um, plus some others that I bought elsewhere. I had like fifteen bottles, and I could only bring home like, you know, maybe thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I had a drink too. It got to the last night. There was a conference party. I still had a bottle and a half left. I I can't. I can drink a lot. I can't drink that much, and I don't want to drink that much by myself. That's well, stupid. Wine is different than <laughs> beer, though. It is a lot. And a bottle and a so half a, by yourself is a lot of volume. But a bottle and a half isn't that bad when you pour it into a liter stein. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's all about the glassware. Uh, anyway, I, so I start, sh- so I'm at this conference, and the open bar has this shitty wine. Mm-hmm. And I, I like sneak the bottle out to like the patio, and I start some of the people that I've been talking to that I've started to build relationships with over a lot of conferences they go hey you like wine yeah come outside for a second and they bring their wine glass out i said dump that in the grass this is where purses come in very handy and i and i literally and i start pouring these like what are you giving us this is so good (laughs) zd wines that's all i got it's so good (laughs) well we got a refill do you want to talk about uh, what what you're packing over there because other than 60 bottles of wine home from a (laughs) one-week trip in napa um I am drinking West Side Brewing. Uh, 
It is a cold brew, imperial stout with deeper roots cold brew coffee. Deeper Roots Coffee, for those of you who don't know, uh, are down at Finley Market. They are delicious. Yeah. My husband regularly has their cold brews on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. when we go shopping for, for groceries. It This beer is 11.2%. Oh, man, you're and my husband beating me by 0.1%. driving me home. <laughs> and no one's is, judging. Yeah, it's 62 <laughs> IBU, so it's pretty bitter, too. I might, I might drink this after a couple IPAs. The tasting notes on the back. Um, we infuse our imperial stout with some cold brew coffee from local roaster Deeper Roots. The roasty aromas of coffee meld with the beer's notes of chocolate, raisins, roast, and a light peppery note. More coffee leads the flavor with sweet malt flavors of dark fruit before being carried away by roast and ending in a fairly dry finish that keeps this beer drinkable. <laughs> it was a gorgeous reading. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So they brewed this. I think they only brewed one batch, as far as um, no as far as cans go. It was it was a Black Friday release. Maybe they'll do it again this year. So this was canned in November of twenty one. So this can is almost a year old. Mm-hmm. Eleven months. Yeah, it was a Black Friday release. Last Aged year. perfectly well. Again, our fridge contains some oldies but goodies. I mean, it's eleven percent. I mean, that, yeah. that takes a. It's a very situational type of beer. Like it has to be the right situation. It's cold outside, getting below freezing. This is the right situation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm not going to drink that in July. That's for sure. Yeah, I made no. the mistake at Home Depot the other day, being like, "Oh, maybe fire pits will be on sale." Oh wait, it is peak fire pit season. I got to wait like another month and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang it. Does everybody know what a red flag warning is now? Yes. Did we know what a red red flag warning was before Saturday? Friday? Friday. I think it was Friday. What's a red flag? I'm it's lost. apparently a fire risk warning. But no one in Cincinnati knows that. So everybody was kept getting these post notifications about red flag warning. I don't know what that means. Oh. What are we at the beach? Is the is the surf on the Ohio River That's... rough? Like I <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So I was I was thinking more like dating red flags. No, <laughs> no. So at the, on on Friday or Saturday of this weekend, it was Friday. It was because it was high wind, low humidity, which meant it was a risk of fire spreading. And so I guess they were like warning people, like please don't do bonfires tonight because you like might start a fire. So I. But no one knows what that means, and I still <laughs> barely remember that. And. Well, clearly you do because you're. <laughs> well, I'm irritated because they just send out these random warnings, but they don't actually tell you what get they that. are. And I like if you're if gonna I send got out it, it warning, just totally went over my head. Yeah, but I also know like from Girl Scouts, like if I'm going to start a bonfire right now, it better be in a very good fire circle, mm-hmm. and I better have a hose nearby because that ish going to spread if I don't knock it down. Yeah, and let's not have any questionable gender reveals. They're going to start a forest fire. Yes. <laughs> And let's also like not send out push notifications from weather folks without telling me what it is. I'll just yeah. say red flag warning, and then all I can see is high winds. They need a good communications person. <laughs> well, yeah. They just want you to <laughs> click on it is all it is. So it's if it's a serious bait. weather situation, tell me what it is. Don't give me a push notification I have to click on. Yeah. Oh, so There's, this is like a weather channel thing. It was yeah. like WLWT and WCPO. and Oh. I don't. I don't have any of that on my app on my phone. Yeah. So like, any of those apps. I validate that Amber Alerts are real and are needed. Yes. But I have two phones now, 
and I got an Amber Alert on both phones (laughs) while I was driving. And I'm like, your car was vibrated off the road. I'm going to die trying to turn these notifications off so I can focus on what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm going to have my own alert over here in a second. But see, everybody knows what an Amber Alert is. No one at this table knew what a red flag warning was before Friday. Not. And all of us had, any of us that even noticed it had to look it up, which means just tell us what it is. Just say fire risk. Don't start fires. High fire risk today. That I get. Red flag warning. What does that mean? A red flag to me means the surf is rough on the beach. Yeah. Undercurrent. (laughs) Yeah. Riptides, whatever. I don't know. Like, don't go more than three feet into the ocean. You'll be fine. So, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about your, uh, your uh, uh, Mexican party, the Mexican Cinco de Mayo, that, that's it. Christmas, Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> Christmas, Hawaiian. How much I'm drinking an 11 percent beer over here? How much have you been drinking? Well, am I going to drink you under the table too? Probably. <laughs> I'm trying to remember a lot of that party, which meant it was probably a great party. So I, it was. Fun. I think the first thing of note when talking about Christmas parties is it's mid October, and I haven't created the event for this year's Christmas party yet. Which is bizarre. So you're going to need to get on that because... It's December 17th. Okay, oh. that's fine. Because I we recently learned... How do you know that's fine? Because we because I know when my large family Christmas party is that we haven't attended in a few years. Because apparently they only text one family member from each like chain of the family. And yeah. that has been my aunt... Like my aunt by marriage, who has not disseminated that information to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So my mom is finally on the list, so she can tell everyone because she is more better at doing that. But I also learned by my mom picking Lily up from preschool one day that the director for our preschool is my second cousin. Wait, is she going to be at this party? Potentially. <laughs> West but, Side things. Good, you can leave your daughter with your name with your relative. <laughs> I am not the bitch that does that and i will use bitch for that good for you because like i heard stories too of like oh like we're at this event and like oh by happenstance like our kids daycare worker is at this party because they're friends of relative or whatever and like oh hey my kid's diaper is dirty can you go change that no really that's great bitch no i am not on the clock i am not doing that for you (laughs) I do that because I get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we do it. not have that kind of relationship. No. But like, the, that's a Christmas party that I've wanted to go to because mm. Santa shows up and it's extended family that like, I don't know great, but it's good to see every once in a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the 10th. So we're okay. So this, um, so obviously, you know, Graham and I throw a very large Christmas party every December. Mm-hmm. It's the Saturday before Christmas, unless that Saturday is the 23rd or 24th. By the way, sidebar, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, we listened to a podcast that uh, he used to brew for... Um, cellar Dweller? He used to brew for Cellar Dweller part-time. Now he's the taproom manager at Fig Leaf. Mm-hmm. He's very interested in coming to this party. He does a, <laughs> he does a party... He does a uh, sorry. He does a podcast called Truth Beer and Consequences, where he and someone else uh, who's very West Side. He is not. Yes, uh, they they listen to all the Cincinnati Craft Beer podcasts, and they 
spin their own truth on them. And based on our descriptions of your Christmas party, he is very interested in attending. <laughs> oh. Do you actually know this person? I actually I do. did know this person. Okay. So. Here, he is can... welcome to come. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can vouch for him. As long as you can vouch that he will behave, not throw things off the roof. and He will not throw things off uh, the roof. We now but have a he railing. will probably no get lost. The top stairs this year. <laughs> um, so here, you can read the rest of our text chain. He knows nothing about the West Side and will potentially get lost trying to go downtown. Sure. But he's... He's almost our parents' age, but not quite. Oh. He, he's the tapper manager at Fig Leaf now. Oh, mm-hmm. Come on down. All right, so he starts with you up, feet picks. <laughs> that is me? totally inside joke. I know, but it's... No, that's... Uh, in, in the gay world, that is just funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a Tuesday night. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. What? No, that's you. That's her saying that. I Yeah. That's that, I was totally saying me that. saying that. <laughs> oh, but, uh, you, uh, so, I saw Julia our, told me to say that, so I thought yeah. that Julia was his partner. No, so Julia and him do a podcast together. Julia grew up on the West Side mm-hmm. and is like, so like, because I sent him a photo of me doing mildly illegal things in front of Western Bowl and was like, you will not understand this, but I promise this is hella West Side. <laughs> and he just sent a bunch of laugh cry emojis to it. And I sent it to Julia and she just said, LOL, hell yeah. And then I sent her another picture of me at the farm and she was like, OMG, the farm. I haven't been there in forever because she actually knows the West Side. Unlike Mm -hmm. Marco, who gets lost trying to drive to Price Hill, (laughs) which is very understandable because Price Hill can be confusing when there are 20 different ways to get there. There are. So we normally throw this party the Saturday before Christmas, unless that happens to be Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. COVID has royally screwed this up. You know, we had our 2019 party as scheduled. 2020 got delayed until July of 21. Uh, 2021's party got delayed until Cinco de Mayo. Actually not, though. I think it was April 30th or something um, in 2022. And so in this case, the party was lots of tequila. Um, in Christmas theme fashion, I think it was. Did you have Santa Paws this year? I couldn't tell you what I had. We did have some Christmas beers. Yeah, not a lot though. White Claw, White Claw. There was lots of there White was, Claw that was left over. Yeah, there was Santa, Santa Paws, right? Is Santa Paws, aka Sandwich. White Claws, and I'm and I, I, as a wedding gift for Graham and I, I registered for an enormous uh, fishing cooler. And I mean, like yeah. one of those like fifteen gallon coolers that you barely fits in the bed of your truck. Which, for people who don't fish, makes zero sense unless it's you two. Yeah, <laughs> and so that entire cooler was filled with white claws and a little bit of ice. Um, I drank a lot of white claws. Yeah, we not enough. From <laughs> not enough. <laughs> uh, from that party, we drank. White Claws at my parents' pool through middle of August. Mm-hmm. So it was like three. No. It was like three months of drinking White Claws <laughs> I without don't think having it was to quite buy them. That bad, but it was worse the year before. It was worse the year before. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, the year before the the Hawaiian uh, Christmas in July party, uh, we were drinking those White Claws 
for almost a whole year. I mean, we, if you only drink like one a week yeah. or like three a week. I drink 12 in a setting. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just not one a week. Um, no, but it's we we never we don't run out of alcohol. We we, we you never, never do. do. We, and we never run out of food. Uh, we do the only thing you run out of is little beers, and that's because you only feel like making so many of those before you want to murder people. <laughs> we yeah. also run out of lemon cookies. Yeah. And in this in this year, the hot the hot taker was these hot cho- Mexican, these hot, Mexican chocolate. hot chocolate cookies they that Graham made. I feel like I took like three of them home and had zero apologies. No, and, of course yeah. not. And you took one to an Uber driver. I gave one to an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Graham, what, can we describe these cookies? Because this is uh, honestly more interesting than the oh. drinks we had at this I'm, particular I'm party. I'm like 99% sure that we harassed you on the event after the fact to give us the recipe. I think I did, yeah. <laughs> you did, this... and I need to find it so I can save it. I'll take another picture. Yeah, so it's a, it's it was a chocolate chunk, like a double chocolate chunk cookie. So like chocolate cookie, chocolate chunks um, that then had... Uh, cinnamon and cayenne pepper for and a little. I a little. think there was chili powder and chili powder. You're right. Yeah, yeah. That I just remember like dumping it in because it took a little longer than I thought to get it up to up to spice. But yeah, so it was just like a spiced chocolate cookie, and they were delicious. They went over really well. So good. They went over well. I they would have paired again. perfectly with this West Side Cold Brew Imperial Stout because of the notes of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That is our, our, yeah, and our Christmas party's coming up. And I think we're, we are excited, fingers crossed, for, I'm excited for just like a normal Christmas it party again. It should be normal, uh, barring any absurd pandemic-related spikes. We will be hosting our 10th annual Christmas party at Christmas oh at God. our own house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at night. I, I will work on securing childcare yes. tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Well, Brian, mm-hmm. you know that... Um, part of this project the podcast blog thing you know i'm my one of my goals this year is to go to 12 new breweries um i think the next one we're going to go to is northern row which is right around the corner from you Mm -hmm. and we haven't been there we have not they specialize in lagers Hmm. we should do that and then stumble up the street to the distillery off of Central Parkway, do both. I am down for that. Yeah. Oh, I remember what it's called, but then I just forgot. Um, OTR Stillhouse. Okay, mm-hmm. OTR. Okay, that's one of them. There's a different one, but I don't remember what it is. But but OTR anyway, yes, I haven't been. Neither of us have been in Northern Rail. We'd love to do that. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, and then um, if if we can muster it, and because it is very north, we can stop by Fig Leaf. It's up, I think Middletown. Middletown, right. almost. Yeah. So, um, and Marco yeah. is our. We colleague. have connections there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's our. It's a March first uh, brewery. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, March first purchased. Um, well, Marco, you're invited <laughs> to the Christmas party. I'll have Joe and Caroline forward the invite, and if they don't, it's not on me. <laughs> recorded for posterity. Uh, we almost recorded three hours of this, so um, oh my I think we have enough content. I think so. Are you content with our content? <laughs> it's a little chaotic. It's one file. Did you read I'll, I'll what I read? Did I read what? I, I asked if you were content with our content. 
both those words are spelled the same but sound different. And then I asked if you read if you had read if you read what I read. Oh, okay. Because those are also spelled the same but sound it's, different. It's a little past my bedtime. It's eleven o'clock <laughs> on a Monday. Oh my god, it's eleven thirty almost. <laughs> um, I feel so bad. Sleep I, is I, for the week. I pitched this as a ninety minute episode <laughs> and splitting it down the middle. But um that is not the case. It was never the case. It's never no. the case in Graham and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the I appreciate four of us can't ever shut up. We really can't. I appreciate <laughs> you guys coming and uh, splitting the seltzer pack with us. I really want to go to Napa and I really want to hide in their luggage to go to Greece. <laughs> but we have small children, which makes it really hard. Well, if you guys... So, A. I mean, we can bring the children with us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can stay in the states. I mean, we traveled the world before kids, and we did with the intention of traveling the states with kids, mm. because we still haven't been to a lot of the yeah. states. You more so than me, but yes. And I'll say, Napa. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Napa in our cellar. Cellar, cellar meaning we'll just... my parents' basement. Well, you know, Brian. <laughs> um, there's a rumor going around. I have around. a Napa in our cellar. <laughs> There's a rumor going around with between all the craft beer podcasts, because there is a community. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do a wine-centric episode. Ideally, it would be women in wine. Oh. But, but I feel like if you were like the MC, I, Like... I am all for this. I know another woman that is all for this. We just have to see if we can harass anybody else into showing up. I have somebody. Okay. And then um, I know you're also into bourbon. I, when it comes to alcohol, I really don't discriminate. But I you try know, not to you discriminate in any phases bourbon? of life, but I just came up with the name alcohol. for it. Copyright. Yeah, we could do. Um, I feel like we could do a like a bourbon episode as well. That'd be fun. I don't know anything about bourbon. You don't know anything about bourbon. Nothing. Well, you know something. It's made in Kentucky, right? And then you know something else. You drink it. And then you know something else. <laughs> yeah. It's it it gets you drunk. <laughs> you don't drink it like beer. That's a no. mistake that mm-hmm. I... You sip it. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with wine. I drink wine like beer. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, same. It goes a lot faster, though. Yeah. So um, we have... Thank you again for coming, and we will talk soon. Yeah, we love we love joining and eating dinner and drinking <laughs> with you guys and yeah. talking about life. Our beer fridge is happy that it's a little bit lighter now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon our wine cellar should be a little lighter because you all have a little bit of it. So love it. Yeah, you don't have to go to Napa to go to Napa. This is true. All right, drink Cheers, to that, guys. Cheers. Prost. <laughs> So that does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us at Craft Parenting Podcast on all those platforms. You can also get a hold of us via email, which is craftparentingpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Make sure to share the show. It really helps our show grow. You can also support us on Buy Me a Coffee if it so suits your fancy. And if you'd like to send us stuff such as fan mail, craft supplies, or sanity, we have a P.O. Box. All this information is available on our website, which is www.craftparentingpodcast.com. That's where we post the show notes, plus blog posts about some of the stuff that doesn't make it into the podcast. 
And if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, you can do so. My account's name is at Craft Parenting Joe, and I share pictures of the beer that I drink. I am at Caroline Creates Crafts on Instagram and Caroline's Creative Crafts on Facebook. And with that, I'm Joe. And I'm Caroline. See you next time on the Craft Parenting Podcast. Thank you.